The kingdom of heaven is like a country full of roads that lead to amazing wonders. But we've been too afraid just to leave our own city. Well, I think it's time to hit the road. Come along for the ride. My name is Kevin, and this is a trucker's guide to the kingdom. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me for episode 7. I wanted to continue the discussion on truth and our relationship to it. The last time we were talking about truth, we were saying that our hearts need to be like clay before God. Not before man, but before God. Meaning that God is the only one that has all truth. He is the only one that has all wisdom and knowledge, and and we have to understand that in comparison to him, our truth is like a dot on a chalkboard where that dot represents everything that humanity has ever known about God, and the softness of our heart is to say, God, you are the one that knows all truth. I don't. Lead me into all truth. That is a huge aspect of humility that we talked about. But here's the other side of that coin. You see, where our hearts need to be soft before the Lord, our feet need to be standing on something secure. That's the idea that what we believe in, what our faith is based upon, can't be moved. It's an interesting dichotomy where the facts and figures of Christianity or the theology that we believe has to be in clay where God can actually change what we understand in our beliefs. But the assurance of Jesus Christ, of him being the solid rock and that he is the truth, that has to be stone. That has to be the foundation we stand upon in our lives. Now, if I was to make a statement that one plus one equals three, now, did that offend you? Did you um, want to get up and defend math and defend that? Well, no, one plus one equals two, and and you want to fight me about that? Well, well, I hope not. Um, you know, do you know why? Because you really don't care what I think about math. You know what math is, you know that one plus one equals two. That is what having faith is. Faith is the idea that you are able to stand on one plus one equals two and know that every time that you add one plus one, you will get two. You really don't care what other people say or think about math. <laughs> it just it just is. But when you translate that to our understanding of God, there are a lot of things that we feel that we need to defend. That, let's even just take the the origins of the earth. You know, is the earth 8,000 years old or is it 13 and a half billion years old? And the reason why we as Christians feel it's important that the earth be 8,000 years old is that it would collaborate the Bible. And the fact that science would say it's 13 and a half billion years old is it to us, it's an attack on our understanding because we've had many preachers that stand up and say, well, this is how the old the earth is because this is how old the Bible says it is where 
The Bible doesn't say that. There's nowhere that the Bible says that the earth is 8,000 years old. Am I saying that it's totally false? Well, I have no idea. I don't know, and you don't know. We weren't there. We weren't around 8,000 years ago. Yes, science can tell us that the earth is 13.5 billion years old because of some measurements and whatever. And, and in our minds, because we use the age of the earth as a foundation for our belief in the Bible, then we have to defend it. We have to defend how old the earth is, and we have to come against the fact that the earth is that old, and we must, well, the scientists must be lying then. You know, it's like, it's this never-ending round of trying to defend the existence of God, and that isn't faith. That is the opposite of faith. That is a belief in a God that you have to prove. You know, something that I believe God told me is that authority can only flow one way in the kingdom of God. Meaning that if you have authority over something, it can't have authority over you. Or if something has authority over you, you can't have authority over it. Now, in the matter of truth, what that means is that if you decide that you are the defender of truth, that you are going to prove to everybody and yourself that God exists by all of these checks and balances of, of I got this scripture and that scripture and this proof in the earth and that proof in the earth, you are now the defender of the truth and you will feel like you always have to protect it, like it is a fragile thing, like a Fabergé egg, that that if someone does something against it, it'll change that truth, and you know the truth will be lost, the truth will be hidden. Well, that is a twisting of reality, but that is what can happen when we think that we have authority over truth. You know, what happens is that when we treat it like a Fabergé egg, it's like when someone comes against it, it is almost like they're touching that egg and it freaks us out. So if someone challenges a truth that you believe and it brings an offense to you, like you are getting freaked out, you can understand that it isn't actually truth they're touching. Because what we do is we actually put a glass case around our truth. What that means is that we don't even want people to touch our truth because we're afraid of what's going to happen. You know, and so what that means is that when they're getting close to that truth, it just becomes this thing where we get offended. We, we get all up in arms or we just shut down. But truth... Let me, let me give you another idea about what truth is. Truth is made of tungsten carbide steel. It is something that you can rely on, that you can stand on, that is impenetrable, that if your truth that you believe is fragile, then you better start wondering why, because Jesus Christ is your truth, not the origins of the Bible, not the origins of the earth, not that the scriptures 
sometimes may not line up or that there seems to be things that aren't quite there. And, and now that puts a hole in your faith. See, we have this song that we sing, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And if that is our only understanding that Jesus loves us, well then yes, we're on shaky ground. When someone touches the Bible, well then it touches the fact that Jesus loves us. If they can shake the Bible, well then it shakes the fact that Jesus loves us, doesn't it? But you know what? Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Spirit of God is alive in me and confirms with me that the love of Christ floods this earth and that the Father is always with me and his heart is always for me. See, that is what our faith is in. It is in Jesus Christ. It isn't in a perfect theology. It isn't in the fact that we have the Bible. It is in God and God alone. The reason why I make such a point of this and why I think it's an important topic for us to bring up right now is because much of what I want to continue on with will seem like foolishness to those that are wise in their own eyes. And what I mean by that, please don't take that as a criticism of yourself, but what it means is that if we cling to our theology, if we think that we know the truth, that, that this truth is what I have and this is what I'm sticking with and, you know, don't bother trying to change my mind. See, I don't want to change your mind. I want to open it up. I want to bring you something for you to try and eat Meaning that that's what the kingdom of God is, is come taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see what it is that I have to say. Because without a receptive heart, it will always taste sour. It'll always taste distasteful. But if you cling to Jesus Christ, if you say, okay, God, you are the only one that can change my theology. My heart is soft to you and you alone then you can listen to what it is that I have to say without fear and know that whatever it is that I say and what you hear, the Spirit of God will let you know whether it is truth or whether it's not. But when we stand on theology, when it is us that has to decide whether it's truth or not, well, then that's where you have to fear. It's if you're not listening to the spirit. Now, this this is the illustration. I'll end with this, okay? The things of truth that the Bible give us, that that this world gives us, that even the spirit gives us, think of them as Lego blocks, pieces of information and wisdom and truth that are pure, that are real. But if we are the defender of truth, we will pick those up. And we will put them in the fashion that we think is best. We will build a Lego house and we will put this block here and that window there and make it look how we think it's supposed to look. And we will call it good. And that house will always rely on us to keep standing. It will be something that we have to be the ones to repair it. And when the wall gets shaky, we're the ones that are responsible for it. 
But on the other hand, if we receive those same Lego blocks and we, we have all of the wisdom and truth that the, the Bible and, and others around us and, and even the Spirit give us, and if we say in humility, Holy Spirit, you be the one to build my house. I trust you. I trust in Jesus Christ and him alone. I don't trust in these, in these Lego blocks. I trust in your design. See, the Spirit will take those blocks and he will build a house that you couldn't even comprehend how it is that he built it. And the foundation of your faith will be so strong, knowing that it has no reliance upon you, that the house that is built without hands can withstand any attack, any information, because you can look at it and trust in it. You can have faith in it, knowing that it is built by God. And that is the house that he wants for us all, a place of rest, a place where all of our understanding and faith is in one thing and one thing alone, and that is Jesus Christ. Hmm. Well, we're going to leave it there for today. So I hope you're doing well. Have a great day, and thanks for coming along for the ride.